Resident Evil Village expansion coming out the day after tomorrow, from the time of this recording. Hey. Do you know about this? Uh, so, like, I saw, like, little things, and I was like, what, what's, like, what, what, what is this? I never it's, like, looked into it, so. It's the Ethan Winters expansion, which brings with it the, uh, his daughter's DLC episode. Alright, okay. Um, which is, like, a third-person, you know, how they've been doing all the Resident Evil stuff, 2, 3, and, and 4 and stuff. Um, so you got, like, a little mini campaign with her. But then it brings with it the third-person mode for the regular game. So you can play the whole of Resident Evil Village in third-person. Really? No shit, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. I wonder how that'll play. Like, uh, I'm curious, too, because when you have... Like, the whole thing with Resident Evil 7 and 8 and it being in this first-person perspective is a lot of the... And they do this with like any first-person games, Call of Duty, what have you. Um, a lot of the stuff is directed with that perspective in mind, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, like, like, for instance, if someone comes up on you and, like, spins the camera around and, like, for, like, a jump scare, right? Yeah. Um, like, what happened with... God, I fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, it's basically, like, them taking the camera and turning it to their face. Like, uh, the Baker dad did it in Seven a lot. He was like, yeah. what's up, boy? I'm gonna kill you now. Um, like, how do you translate that to a third person? Do you have to literally edit sections of the game to be totally different? I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, I, like, it's all possible in this. Yeah. And then I also feel like a lot of the the environments are built with that first person's perspective in mind, like they're not that big. Well, that's what, that's kind of what but I they're, mean. They're exactly what they need to be. Right. And, 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 in in that perspective, like you wouldn't want them to be any bigger to just wouldn't feel right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I'm looking for, and I've beaten village probably I actually just beat it again. Uh, a couple of days ago. I was at the end of the game. It's not like I ran through it all in one setting since you've beaten it. But I've no, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm just so clear. I'm still at the end because I was like, okay, I need a break from this game because like this last place, for whatever reason, it's just literally fucking terrifying me. Okay, so uh, you haven't taken down Heisenberg yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm like there. If Like I know, and it's mainly because... I, I happen to know, like, the next room I walk into, fucking Helicopter Face is coming back. I'm like, I can't do this right now. You haven't fought Helicopter Face yet? No. Just ran from me. Okay. I yeah. mean, yeah, you're... That's a that's a Resident Evil 4-ass boss if I've ever seen one. It, it's just, like, something about the bosses and, like, the, the first-person perspective, it's like... They obviously give it to you a lot, you know, in the sense that things kind of move a little slow and a little like, like, uh, I'm going to get you this really slow grab, but uh, it's still terrifying. You're just like, stay away from me, please. Well, and there's also that thing where, you know, Resident Evil's all about the 180 turn. Like, they kind of invented that. and But in first person, you have to 180 turn and then run and you have no idea what's going on behind you. So it's just like a fuck, 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 fuck. I don't even want a 180 turn. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm going to be disoriented. It's going to back up and take the hit. Oh, another oh, um, reason my monitor started to like mess up and stuff. So, and I, I still have like my second, I just got my monitor back or a new monitor. And so, oh, okay. I need to get one of those. Yeah. Yeah, my, you do. My Acer feels tiny. Um, well, yeah, I, I, for, I kind of forgot, I, though I've beaten that game five times now, I kind of forgot that Heisenberg's, like, I guess when you think about it being a factory, it doesn't feel that scary, but then you get in it and you get to like stages where all of a sudden the lights are off and you're like, oh my God, I've gone to these environments <laughs> with the lights on and now I'm kind of freaked out. Right. They, they do a really good job of pacing in that game. I think it's just like the... Yeah, I mean, if you know, it's a factory, but it's a freaking horror factory. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think Something last time I called setting. it a Nine Inch Nails music video, and it's just doesn't, like... <laughs> doesn't sit well with me and the super soldiers and all that good stuff. Like, well, you uh, are deathly afraid of tetanus. 
Yeah, you always have been. It is true. So like my worst fear, kid tetanus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say like the scariest part of that game you think would be the mansion, the um, Bene- Benevito mansion, but. It, and I think it is, but it's really, it's more of an on-rails situation, I guess. And this is more of a, you still have to use a lot of skill and um, item management to get ahead here. And some of those enemies are just like, oh my god. It reminds me of uh, from 4, where you get into the, and you might have said this last time, this sounds familiar. When you get into the um, the cold storage hospital space and you have those those shambling goo monsters and you have to like use the infrared oh yeah to oh, shoot their yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that... <laughs> i uh yeah it's kind of same thing like i hate those guys like yeah. same scenario oh it's just something about it mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i'm excited for the expansion i don't it looks like it might be getting some mixed reviews. I don't know. I'm not really worried about that. Honestly, if I'll play through the Rose thing and then I'll, I'm going to jump right into the third person version of that because whatever. It's just another reason for me to go through that game again because I'm addicted. And the Mercenaries mode gets a big uh, upgrade. So, Ooh. Well, I think I speak for all of us when I say can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to the Nerding Grounds podcast. I'm Quinn, joined by Matt. How you doing, Matt? Hey, that's me. I'm doing great. Great. This is a weekly show where we talk about new and old video games, and we are continuing on with our Best of the 2000s Tournament Bracket. We are just three rounds away from finishing, or three matches away from finishing round one. So I think things are really going to start kicking in the high gear. That's Maybe. kind of depressing. <laughs> we have we have destroyed a lot of video games. They were so video game destroyers. Yeah. So let's not waste any time. We're kicking this off with Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh. And The Sims Two. Now, for those of you who don't know, Return of the King was. A console game on Xbox, GameCube, PlayStation 2, all that jazz. And it was basically like, what would you call it? A um, like, <laughs> like, a, a, it's, like a fixed camera hack and slash. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's like an isometric top down, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very much so Boulder's Gate, Dark Alliance, um, <laughs> That's a good Champions one. of No Wrath, right? But level based. It is level. Well, I mean, they're all kind of like level base right in a sense they're not yeah like, but uh, i guess level base in this sense where it's like you were literally getting a score at the end oh yeah and yeah. using points to level up your character in a very in like a tree almost right um where it's less of like an open it's less of like an rpg i, I guess yeah wasn't wasn't right i mean you were just following the story of the movie but uh i mean i feel like did we talk about the game at some point in time on the podcast i feel like we did but we started to last well, we we talked about it during our um <clears throat> our party games and co-op games yeah question where this was one of those because this one does have a co-op mode and it's pretty awesome this is one of my favorite co-op games on console for sure yeah. so i mean again this game just had no business being as good as it was. It was just one of my, definitely one of my favorite games. Yeah, and it's like it's ever. from a time where if a licensed game really knocked it out of the park, it was a big deal. You know, like no, no, like hardly ever any licensed game knocked it out of the park. Period. And they're always they're always somewhat decent, but when something came along that was just a thoroughly good game, um, yeah. kind of reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy last year. Like that was just a really good single player game and of course it didn't sell well i heard it was yeah a lot of people really liked it though i heard it was very good yeah it was pretty nice um yeah i just i really like when when licensed stuff just just works it's fun um because it it activates that fantasy of like oh i love this movie or i love this show or book and i actually get to live in it yeah i could play it out you know it's super fun your character you, you did aragorn right most of the time yeah most of the time I was a Legolas. I was a sucker for yeah. Aragorn. I was I was all into femboy Legolas. 
Makes sense now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like while some parts of it could be a little clunky, just the way that you could chain combos together and go back and forth between different types of like, you know, ranged attacks and, and you the way you were upgrading, you were getting like actual combos upgrades, like square square triumphs. Yeah, and then you could do things like upgrade your bows for for you know Aragon or upgrade your uh I think you could you could upgrade like yeah your blades and stuff for yeah, yeah, all this. Well, I think you like upgraded the attacks and stuff, basically, so you got more power. Or if you did this, yeah, and it was all about like building a better. It was all like getting a better scoring level. So you ran through the levels a bunch of times over and over and over again because there wasn't. It's not a long game, but no, not at all. The replayability was there because you'd learn all the enemy patterns and all that stuff, and you know, optimize. Well, it was just damn good fun. It was. It was so fun. Now, The Sims never even played it, really. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It was never really your type of game. Um, it was definitely my type of game. Like, that was... I've played way too many hours of probably every Sims iteration, though I always fall off because of the ridiculous microtransactions. Um, you have to spend, like, $500 to get all the stuff in that game it's it's really ridiculous but sims 2 was like the first one to really expand upon all those things and be like okay you know here are some it had really good expansions and it wasn't like a ridiculous amount of expansions like three and four have so yeah i spent hours in that building houses and just i don't know it it felt like one of those oh my god it's four o'clock in the morning and i still have the sims open and i've been building this house for like seven hours one of those games. It's very addictive. I mean, that being said, what do you th- you think? You're like The Sims or Lord of the Rings: Return of the King? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna fight on this one. Um, <laughs> I love The Sims too. I'm fine with Lord of the Rings being, uh, you know, winning this out just because we both really love that game. Yeah. Um, it's a good game. Just can't even, you know, can't even really explain it. I don't even think it's like you know, product of its time sort of thing. I just think it was, like, very well put together and thought out for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Like and the, the, It certainly would not work in these, you know, um, in this day and age. But the formula, you know, you're running through the levels to get certain, you know, to get, like, your scores and stuff, but then, like, um, upgrading and unlocking new things to kind of run back through and get better scores huh it just worked it worked very it, well it really did and i know the couch co-op genre is for sure just it <laughs> you know it's it's fa- it's fading it's almost gone um there's that one studio keeping things alive but it's it's more of a novelty at this point and you know this was just a time where couch co-op was it was it was not far like it, there was a ton of it and it was all over the place. Like this was the best generation for couch co-op, if you ask me. It was. Um, I mean, it was last, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. doesn't really exist anymore. No, once stuff started getting to HD, that's when they started cutting it. I will say, like, some of the Call of Duties really kept that going through the next generation, but um, it wasn't the same as you know, where pretty much every game I felt like had a co-op um mode at least on the PlayStation 2. Right. Every game that, you know, could could go with it. But yeah. I'm fine with going with Return of the King here. That, that feels very good to me. All right, that was quick. Painless. Quick Let's painless. move on to match 31, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii versus Legend of Zelda, Zelda Twilight Princess, which was technically on the GameCube first. That is very true. And then they brought it over to the Switch, and then you know, swapped Link. Being... They mirrored the whole goddamn game. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Which, to this day, still causes me mental stress. I, I, because you didn't, you beat it on the Wii first, right? I remember that yeah. summer we went to the, to the beach and I was playing it on GameCube and you were playing it on Wii. 
because you had just gotten a Wii. Yeah, I just got yeah. a Wii, and I didn't. Yeah, so since uh-huh. I beat it first on GameCube, then beat it again on Wii. When I went to go load up the Wii U version, I was just like, I don't. It was like I had two versions of the game in my head at the same time, and all my memory was—I was I wanted to turn it off. I, I was like, I don't know where to go. What side is Cockroach Village on? I literally couldn't remember. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to do to a game. Uh, you would think, like, I don't know, there's some other sort of intelligent solution there, but like a choice. <laughs> yeah, choice would have been nice. Why for one? Can... I'm left-handed, so, like, yeah, I don't, I never even, I never once held, I always held the nunchuck in my left hand, right? Most people you, held so, it in So the you did reverse it on the Wii. Yeah, so, like, yeah, like, I reversed, so I played that game even though they made Link a right-handed Link. I played it with my left hand, and yeah, I played it just fine. So, that's... It's very odd decision for them to do. They're just like, oh, well, you know, I get it. Most people are right-handed, but it didn't stop me from playing the game in the least bit. That's so interesting because I know you've always, I mean, obviously, like, the Wii is pretty much the only, and the Switch is the only gamepad that you can reverse. But I guess you can't even do that with the Switch. Like, you've never changed the gamepad orientation before what was it like playing it with like the thumbstick on the right side and the, like did that that made sense to you right off the bat like swapping the wiimote yeah i mean when you gotta think of when you think about it i mean we do use right thumb pads yeah lot, right like okay it is weird for like movement but i don't remember that ever being an issue you know outside of like the first couple of days maybe and then it's just it's kind of like okay you get used to it and yeah. then you know i got the benefit of like actually being able to tap a fast with without actually just bringing over my left hand oh that's <laughs> funny <laughs> you know like in any game that requires that actually especially like older games you know that actually require you to tap things pretty damn fast it's like my my yeah my right yeah. hand never really never really did it that's funny okay that's why i was good at budokai tenkaichi i know i was gonna say that was the other wii Wii. game we played all the time yeah because i could tap the fuck out of that a button that's so funny um yeah you've been putting up with it for so long Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like well the world is right-handed so here i go (laughs) we're just gonna flip an entire fucking game to you had it you had the chance and they they squandered it yeah, I know, bastards. <laughs> anyway, that's a long tangent on the actual orientation yeah, of Zelda Twilight so, Princess. So, if we're actually going to talk about, I love Twilight Princess. It was it actually it was my favorite uh, Zelda. Uh, you know, uh, after Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really brought just brought back a lot of those Ocarina of Time memories for me, and I thought it's, it was. It's yeah. a really it it's a really good one. Um, it's one of my favorite 3D Zeldas. I I would still put Wind Waker above it, just because yeah, Wind Waker is is special to me. But yeah, um, yeah, it it didn't feel like it was just emulating Ocarina of Time either. It felt like its own thing, and there was so much individual style to it. Even though a lot of people, I feel like, write it off as, oh, they were trying to do a. Um, a more you know mature Zelda again, and it's like I don't really see it like that. It it still got all the Zelda charm, you know. It was aesthetically darker, and not in like the in the grown up sense. It was just like a darker game, which I felt like really worked. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, for it at least, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, let's see, like Wind Waker is complete and total opposites. Like let's let's pump up the brightness, you know. Yeah, uh, let's make this really, right? You know, really say, fun and and yeah. Um, what uh, Breath of the Wild is like? Well, okay, like the the saturations aren't very dark, like they, they certainly are, but the and Twilight Princess, but the the overtones feel very like somber, kind of more dark. I yeah, think. yeah. Because I would say Breath of the Wild, uh, even that compared to Twilight Princess, is a much cheerier softer game while yeah. twilight princess definitely has like that edge to it it does with all of the the dark in a, worlds in a classy and... way yeah 
<laughs> real pinky out kind of yeah <laughs> no they, you know it's the we're not edge lording all over the place it's just no, organic. I, yeah and, and like you could definitely see it was a little bit of a product of the time um it had some it had some dna shared with say like the xbox 360 titles where things were trying they were trying to make things look a little more realistic um and so I, I think that's why like the dark uh adjective keeps getting put over it. Right. But you know, I still we call it more mature, but I don't yeah, I yeah. don't really get that at all. I mean you like, yeah. You fall around like a little I don't know. You turn into a little puppy. Yeah. Little uh, that part was actually really cool though, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know why. It worked. It does. I don't, yeah, they they did it really well. Just the the way your character translates to a wolf and doesn't feel. I mean, granted, it's like those sections. If it was, it sometimes it's a little too much because I'm like, oh my god, I want to get back to the the link. But for the most part, they do a really good job of making that feel like a form of yours and not just like a little side thing you have to hurry up and get through because for narrative purposes it's like no that's like your wolf mode now you're doing that part yeah um, and it kicks the shit out of skyward sword i'm just gonna say it and i've played skyward sword recently and this is way better i don't know even it, it's just i i want to play skyward sword just because i haven't played it and they burn on the switch but then i look at the game that's like this this looks kind of like goofy by comparison i don't know I still have a lot of issues with it, but so much of it is fixed with the remaster. Yeah. Um, because I found personally found it unplayable on Wii. I found that game completely unplayable. I know it's people crazy. have beaten it, but it's crazy. I I just like this isn't all this is is frustrating to me. And I don't want to play it. Speaking of which, the Wii. And using the Wii to play video games, uh, Super Mario Galaxy, whatever. It was a tra- that's all the transition I can do right now. I feel like it's Super Mario. I played it like briefly. I owned it and I played it briefly. And it's just this is not for me. It was too much, too much of the Wii. I felt like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, I just remember you control like the little star, right? Along with fucking Mario, and you kind of you're to, like... basically hopping from, so like, you'll go to a zone or a world, and in that world you go to a level, and in that level you'll hop to little tiny planets, and so you're controlling Mario how you would normally control Mario, but the whole difference is like you have these little star things that you collect with the Wii Mote, and you can you can shoot out at the screen like a light gun, right? But you're also fighting gravitational orientation. So like when you go around a planet, you know, <laughs> you're literally going around a sphere. And so your orientation gets off and it can be a little much to wrap your head around in the moment. And I feel like with a series like Mario, where you just want to platform the hell out of a game, right? Having to, having to, to figure this system out can be a tall order, but I have played a good bit of the game now in the remastered version, and there's a there's a lot to love there. Um, but it's not my favorite as far as 3D Mario's go. Yeah, like I feel like Sunshine's better, or you know, Odyssey is the pinnacle that's just, there. That's right? more my that's more my my bag, baby. Yeah, I mean? agree. Um, so I feel like. I feel like we know where we're going in this one. Yeah, Luna Zelda, Twilight Princess. We're ruthless tonight. I love it. Yeah. We actually get somewhere. Oh, well, you know, and then this next one comes up. Metroid Fusion versus Tony Hawk Underground. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, funny story. My Definitely my first introduction into the Metroid series, right? Oh, really? Yeah, like I did not play Super Metroid first by far, and I don't know what possessed me to pick up Metroid Fusion. Well, Makes I think you feel any like better. my first Metroid. Yeah, right? my first was Prime. Uh yeah, that's 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 crazy first uh, introduction into it. And Fusion was actually a 
very very good game i didn't understand it at first when i was uh, well a kid playing it uh but it, that is actually a very good metroid game i mean that's why they keep like bringing back like at the the x um yeah yeah but very few games i think since have really hit the charm of that one i don't know i feel like maybe it's just the progression of it all and you get some really cool uh like beam abilities well it's it's tight and it might be heresy to say as such but i think this game is more balanced in terms of progression yeah than super metroid um it's i don't know it just it it's less of a it's less of an ordeal to just get through this game. It's not as obtuse it as is. Super, Super Metroid can sometimes be. Yeah, absolutely. Until you're like, you know, like everybody else and you've beat, you know, Metroid, Super Metroid like 50 bajillion times. So, you know, where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and, and also, oh my God, this was like one of the best Game Boy Advance games. It was. And to have Metroid on the go like this in this format was just really awesome. I mean, yeah, they had Metro Metroid two on game boy, but to have like the new age of Metroid where it's a little more, um, a little more, you know, panned out and like Samus is a little more hefty with all of her abilities and stuff, you know, like this was a really cool game to have on the go. It was. I, your suit is blue and purple pink. Right? <laughs> Different colors is weird. I well, you know, just for the sense it's like it it uh, it's kind of early to like say that it broke away from the series or whatever, but that to have like a completely different suit. Yeah. Um, seems very odd at now, but it, it, it worked. Well now it's a staple. Now it's like you can't make a Metroid game without getting your suit upgraded several times but it was so cool to just find you know that your suit became a tool it's like okay yeah (laughs) i love it yeah i just feel like you had a lot of different beams and well different power-ups compared to i mean you always have like probably the same amount but i don't know it felt like felt very impactful to get like all the different upgrades in that game yeah and i think the novelty of it being handheld had a lot to do with that too like you you look at it and you're like normally as, you know, in the Game Boy Advance and, I mean, even through the DS era, a handheld game meant that you were cutting corners in some way. The best handheld games had ways to circumvent that and, and you know, either put new things in or adapt it in a good way. But for the most part, if you were comparing it to a console experience, you were losing out on something. And I don't think this game felt like that. No. And in fact, it like you know, it added stuff to the series that is that they're still like staples. that stayed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and I think that's what what you get from like a really good Game Boy Advance or DS gamers. Like, oh no, they just made a good game, and this game could have been good on console too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it um, could have been. To be honest. All right, but we have on the other end, Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. So I know definitely. We both yeah, I mean, like my favorite Tony Hawk's game. For whatever reason, I I, I don't know. Like them just bringing in some generic storyline about betrayal, while throwing in some really cool tricks and like Get out of my garden like, talking about betrayal. Yeah, yeah. The, the ability to like you know hop off your skateboard and, and, and run around for a second. Uh, amazing. Right, I bet I bet I bet others hated it. Oh yeah, I would assume people would probably be like, "Why? What the fuck are y'all talking about?" Like, and just stop listening to us forever. Complete heresy. But no, I mean, like when it came out, people were probably just like, "No, no, no, no. What are you doing?" Yeah, I just want to go into a level, right, and do the same shit over and over again. And I, I mean, you look at it now, and it's it's a really overwrought silly badly acted story but we were what 11 <laughs> you know yeah, like, it was super cool at the time you know we were all into skating and the idea of like running you know like taking your character through the journey of like becoming a pro skater that was just cool 
It was cool. And, and it gave it, it, it gave just, a narrative to these levels, these like exactly, levels that yeah. were based on locations and um countries instead of just, you know, cool locations. Yeah. The progression, like what just the having that storyline put to it is really just what I liked, right? Like there was a purpose just besides beating the level. Oh, yeah. That that at like that point in my well, period, right? Like for for all time, that's just me. It's hard for me to do something just to you know, just say like, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could beat a level, right? But you know, you know what's better, beating a level because I'm trying to get back at the jackass who, yeah, who stole my trick. You know, it's literally took my video and is is now yeah playing it off as this. And you know, not to mention that like you're picking... in the early 2000s video editing. I think not. <laughs> oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah, you took the VHS tape and you superimposed yourself. That that totally works. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, all the competitions that you were part of, just even having a customized character, just put a narrative, like, put a narrative element behind it that made all that stuff feel a little more meaningful. And yeah, it was the first time you really felt personalized. In the previous games, I was taking skaters and, like, pro skaters, and I was upping their stats and doing their tricks and stuff. But I wasn't crafting mine from the beginning. And yeah. Yeah, I like the and the idea of it felt more like you know more immersive is what it was. Sure, sure. That mean you know um, if I'm gonna say something down on it, there are a lot of um, implementations in this game that I think don't have as much built into them as the skating. It's like all the car challenges. And some of the collecting things, like some of that stuff feels a little just underbaked. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it because whatever, it's a challenge. But I, you're here for the skating. You're here for those things. And that other yeah. stuff just kind of feels a little sterile, I guess. Yeah. But. No, I, I agree with you there. Right. I mean, at least like it's fine when it's kind of more of a, the only point uh in you know the in all the pro skaters you know like the collectibles and all that good stuff right there isn't there isn't too much else to oh, of course there's your skating tricks and stuff but yeah, uh, yeah you know in the score and that that's like the main point but anyway in a game like underground like it didn't really need that stuff at least not that much of it or it could have just done something better i suppose i don't know yeah a lot like i remember a lot of the challenges that were pretty decent where sometimes you were just trying to learn a new trick from someone and they're like, Hey, you know, what's up? We got this skate video going down later. You want to, my, my boy's going to follow you with his camera and you're going to do a bunch of tricks and then I'll teach you something. Like it was more quest based than it was like, you have two minutes, do all the challenges you can in two minutes. It, it wasn't that it was more of like you were, you were doing missions, I guess. Right. And I Which think I, that for I mean, I like, worked. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do too, and the customization was pretty good. It was. It's been so long, but I actually played that game a lot. And then you know, Underground Two was a fucking travesty. But yeah, <laughs> which which is crazy because Underground Two is for a while that was like the the stand the gold standard of the trick system, and I think yeah. that is understandable. But oh my god, I even. I remember, I think last year, I was trying, I just wanted to play some Tony Hawk. Or no, it was like two years ago. It was before the remakes came out, and I was just like itching to play. And I'm like, all right, I've never gone through Underground 2. Let me play this. Like, it's Tony Hawk. I'm sure it's better than I remember. Everybody raves about it. And no, people are raving about the modded mode where they're just trying to do high combos. They're not talking about like the actual campaign, which yeah. still just blows. It's. It's not like a lot of the challenges are just not fun. They're really irritating. Now let's bring in that jackass Bam Margera into the mix. It was this. It was this like yeah, jackass uh, on the road reality TV thing going on, and yeah, it definitely didn't feel as inspired as the first one, and it just it felt like they were trying to cash in on something. and yeah, I can say that I played it more recently and I still didn't like it. So fuck that game. Pretty much. Um, 
But I hey, we're talking about Underground, the first one. And I don't really know what came first, but I don't know if you remember that 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 whole idea of adding like a storyline into those type of get like, you know, skaters, skating games or or racing games especially. Yeah. That kind of became that became a mainstay at that point at time. I don't know if Underground did it first or not, but I feel like it was really early on in that list. I think that was one of the first ones as far as I guess you'd even call it sports. Um, if yeah, you're going to put I racing would. and stuff yeah. into that, they had, um, the Madden from like five years ago, did it? Yeah, I remember. And, and I then they about tried to do it again. It sucked. Yeah. I but apparently that Madden, Madden was good. Right. Because I mean, why not? That's actually a cool idea. You know, well, you're adding stakes to it or you're adding, um, connection to it. And I think that that makes a game go a little bit further. Uh, than just having this arcade mode on it, you know? Yeah, at least for me it does, right? So where are you leaning on Fusion or Underground? That's really tough. I think I'm going Underground just because I've sunk so much more time into it. Right. And it's still, like, I'll still play Fusion today, and I'll still play Underground today, but I don't know. It's just Underground for me was, like, that was underground the most like, time I put in Tokyo. Yeah, for 11, 12-year-old me, that was like just perfection. You know? I played that game too I loved much. It. Yeah. No, I definitely just played devil and crap out of that game. Um, so I'm going to have to go with, while I enjoyed Fusion, uh, yeah, Underground, for sure. Right. Agreed. We did it. Yay, we did it. Fusion is a terrible game. You've heard it here. Well, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Print it, print it. <laughs> All right, moving right along. We're not getting too attached here. Fusion's dead. This game is for the living. We have our first match of round two. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. It's fine. We're in round two. We have Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening versus Fable. Remember when we talked about all these? Yeah. It, it was like so five ago. episodes ago. So very long ago now. We've right? talked about 2000s games for like seven hours already. And to the point where I don't exactly remember what I said and didn't say. But hey, our viewers probably don't either. So, sorry, listeners. You uh, said on air that the only way you could play Devil May Cry 3 was shirtless. So oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. Okay. Shirtless with an overcoat. <laughs> yes, with an overcoat that you bought from Hot Topic. Yeah, and fake abs. With a slice of pizza hanging out your mouth. <laughs> we airbrushed abs. <laughs> yeah, airbrushed abs. That's, that's how I play Devil May Cry 3. Okay, so I think we've said all we can say. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I thought uh, about buying it on the Switch like yesterday. I know, although I, I was just kind of like, "Well, you're broke, Matt. Like, and you don't need to own things on the Switch just because you want them on the Switch. You have it, on. yeah, because then you wind up playing them for an hour, and you're like, well, I could literally be doing anything else in my life.' <laughs> Unless it was on Amusha, I played it for three hours and beat it. <laughs> Is it re- the first one's really that short? It is one of the short, like, I didn't even remember how short that game is. It's definitely one of the shortest games ever. Which is crazy. Like, it makes no sense how short that game is. I but guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, you know. It, I mean, I yeah. Animation needs to be that long. Not the but... first one. Like, there's not too much to the game, right? Like. No. It... <clears throat> I, think they're, I think that was their first little foray into, let's make a Resident Evil with Samurai. Yeah. It but anyway. Dope. Um, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I don't know either, right? Because I, I, you know, we already talked about it. I do love Devil May Cry 3. It's easily one of my favorite Devil May Cries. Um, and at this point, there's, you know, five of those. But um, Fable was also very... I don't, I don't even know what the... What the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was. Uh, well, we talked. We talked about it in the first episode. It was just, it was comfort in a video yeah. game. It was just nice. It was a nice little action adventure RPG that just felt good to exist in. You don't really get too many of those, right? 
No, and certainly it, don't it, anymore. The whole morality system that has you know stayed in video games to this day, um, you know, for better or for worse, it it was still the first iteration of that, and it was cool. It was cool to see how multiple yeah. playthroughs would pan out. Um, and it's fine when you're one of the first too, because you're not tired. Yeah, of it. I'm yeah, I, and it's weird because like I have affinity for both of these games. My affinity for Fable may be a little warmer. Like, oh, that's nice. That's a comfort game. Like, I'd probably play that in the fall. And Devil May Cry Three is just badass. And I yeah, would... right. So it's it's very it's different way. things I'm getting from these games. It is. I think as far as like. How many people do you know that play games haven't played Fable? Haven't like ran through all the Fable, maybe even a couple times. Oh yeah, I mean, like a lot of people that play that game is very huge for the time. Well, uh, and people but, that uh, you know, you have like JV who doesn't play a ton of video games. Um, Fable was still probably his favorite game of all time, if I had yeah. to guess. Um, Treef was playing that bitch the other day. It's good. Know. I'm going through two right now, and I like it, but it's it's no one. It's still but good, even, like no one. to this day. I've gone through one recently, and I was like, "Oh, this game's still really just charming." And two's yeah. not as charming. It's yeah, I guess it's of it's, a time there isn't a good good name for for Fable other than yeah, like charming, charming, warming. You know, it's all and sometimes clunky. <laughs> It's a little clunky, but I mean, it's old. It's, it's real a, old. It's a fucking RPG. <laughs> you can't really say it's... Devil May Cry Three is that clunky, but you know, I mean, it's it's got. Well, like, look at these. Look at these genres. One is story and and stats and progression first, combat second, and one is combat first, story progression second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're on very different ends of the spectrum. And Devil May Cry 3 did get that right. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, uh, I still, honestly, it's like I'd still, I'd still got to go with Fable here. I think so. I'm, I'm feeling the same way. I mean, maybe not, but uh, maybe not surprising, but. No, I, w- I was feeling the same way. I feel like both of us were afraid to tell the other person we wanted to vote off Devil May Cry 3. Well, that's okay. <laughs> like, well, if, if you're going to do it. Yeah. We still got one in here, so it's fine. Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah. Oh, but this one's better. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it is better. But uh, <laughs> we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll blow up that bridge when we come to it. Thank God two's not here, the sack of shit. Uh, here we go. A, a matchup that makes perfect sense. You're right. You read it off. Portal versus Mass Effect. <laughs> Very good game. Portal is such a good game. I don't want to vote it off, but man, I know I uh the matchup they they could be any different right you just have a man what i can't remember the name uh a uh, uh, name of it anymore but the, the world building portal what do we call that shoot environmental storytelling yeah environmental storytelling yeah. puzzle game right uh that is just uh, i don't know the, the peak of whatever that is whatever portal is they just do it perfectly uh, physics would, physics puzzle game too i mean f- you can't forget the physics of it all because that yeah. was that's the part that back in i don't know 2000 whatever five six eight i don't know this is probably around pretty close to the end of the 2000s but there wasn't a lot of like crazy physics shit going on no. but valve was all about that they put out yeah, they always games yeah when they put out games <laughs> you know all five of them in existence but i'll never forget i played this in one sitting in like three hours and 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 yet it's a game that kind of sticks with you for the the rest of your life after you play it right it does it really does like even now i'm thinking like man i could load up portal tonight play through it tonight and i would have so much fun and i'd probably still have my mind blown at what they're the tools and the effects that they're using in that game God damn it, I just want a Portal 3. It would be sweet, right? It would be. It would be. But, you know, I don't know. We can't can't always have the things that we want. And there isn't uh there isn't too many games, period, like Portal, you know. No. Um that have that. You have you have a couple like the, the one that came out 
Super Liminal, I think, is called. I don't know if you ever saw that one, where it really messes with perspective. So, like, you'll pick up an object that's across the room, and it looks really small, but then because it looks really small, it's like, it's like, or because it's in front of you, it looks bigger, but it's a small, it looks like a small object, like a, like a soda can or something. But then you pick it up and you realize it's as big as the room because the perspective shifts. Oh. And it, like, and you're doing puzzles that way. Like you're breaking the fourth wall. It's, huh. yeah, I've always wanted to play that one, but I haven't really gotten into it. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like I'm looking at it now and yeah, that definitely seems really, really cool. The only thing is though, it's just like Portal... Portal, I guess, has like those inter- like interesting puzzles, right? Not not the most complex of things, but very interesting. But then you know, it also has that that I guess sort of narrative to go along with it. That's just yeah. I don't know. I love that part um, as much as I love the puzzles. Because it's creepy, but it's yeah, it is. Right? Like it messes with your head. It does. Like it, it didn't In such have a to... good way. It could have just been a puzzle game and it could have just been a, a cheeky little puzzle game, but they really go to that whole, you know, what is your existence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. yeah no, and and I do like it. It's like weird the, if anybody it's hasn't played it. So weird. <laughs> and I do like the idea that sometimes the solution is like the simplest, like the simplest thing is a solution. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Right. That's one of my, that's, that's a good puzzle game to me when they, they break your brain and you're like, oh, it's not even, it's like, duh, I just, I just move this instead of, it's like, oh, if I thought outside of the box, I would have figured this out faster. That being said, the super liminal liminal game. uh, Yeah. Some of these puzzles uh, look nuts. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I'm going to try that out. Finally. I've been, I've been wanting to play super liminal. Um, and then you have like stuff like Super Hot that isn't quite a puzzle game, but has that effect, I guess. I don't really? Know. Yeah. That's like yeah. the shooter, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's the only time only moves when you move, but it it, it really turns into a puzzle game because you're trying to balance. Like, okay, here's all these people coming after me, and I have to. I have to make sure I'm like, sh- you're, it's basically a John Wick simulator. It's like, yeah, I have to throw um, this, shoot this way, move this way, jump that way. And you keep trying over and over again until you get it. It's a little more freeform, I guess, and improv- improvisational. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, Mass Effect. Love that game. Yeah. Same. It's, I will say it has a lot of baggage. <laughs> Boy, does it have a lot of baggage. Being the first of the series and not quite getting, you know, I mean, not quite still, finding the, the most important elements to focus on. No, but I mean, how could it? It was the first of its kind. No yeah. one had ever thought about doing like a, you know, uh, uh, what do we call those games? <laughs> you know, uh, just a sci-fi, full-on sci-fi Action RPG, RPG sort of, well, you know, adventure. I, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it's it's definitely like its own genre in that sense, you know. For sure. Because I mean, you're shooting and stuff, and yeah, you, you don't have too many abilities, but you have abilities. But it's it's just very much so about the the RPG. It's like let's jam Gears of War into Kotor and yeah, look see what happens. Cool. Magic. That's what happens. <clears throat> <sighs> Good I I know that's it's actually ridiculously tough, and I feel like you know it's the same thing. Mass Effect was was great and also huge and very impactful as much as Portal was. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for me though, how much does Portal manage to do with so little? Like no. my God, like and there's how much does it hold up? We're talking about four walls and a portal gun. You know what I mean? Like right. Uh, and it it tells so much, and it does so much. Yeah, it's just that's just playing with the few tools you have and and making something great. And I yeah. I kind of want to go for it on that alone. Yeah, uh, me too. Right? It just shows like how you can just make a, a freaking perfect game with very little. 
where Mass Effect, you know, has oh Jesus Christ, how much money do you think they poured into that game? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's one of those triple A things that yeah, and sometimes can feel a little bloated, but I think I need like, more space space exploration in that sense, though. Games like Mass I know, Effect, yeah, like yeah, I, I don't know, I do love that, right? Like, give me Mass Effect and No Man's Sky, and holy shit, yeah, right? Please, and I, I'm I'm sh- I'm sure that's not the first time someone's asked for that, but yeah, I just want that full on Star Trek fantasy, but take me off the rails, like don't have me jumping from zones to zones and. I know you can't do it there, but like, why wasn't Andromeda that? How did you not make Andromeda that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just mad. They didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) All right, so we're going to push Portal forward because, yeah, Portal is awesome. It is awesome. And we are totally going to play Super Liminal. Portal advances! Next, we're moving on to match 35 in round two. We have Jack 2 versus Resident Evil 4. And Resident Evil 4 wins. <laughs> oh, am I yeah, alone? Yeah, pretty much, right? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> like, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what to tell you here. I know you like Jack 2. Uh, I know you like the series, but... Uh, no, I'm totally pushing Resident Evil 4 forward. <laughs> Jack I, 2 can't you know, compare to that. Despite, you know, what, what I've said about Resident Evil 4, um... Mostly good things, right? I feel like I don't know for for some reason it's it's definitely one of those games that I, I I maybe have moved on from more than most. But that being said, I've still played Devil I mean, crap out of that game, and I I it made the impact on you. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it made the impact on the the entire gaming industry. And obviously, I love this game so much that I've lost count of how many times I've beaten it. Right. The last time being last year, and probably again this year. You know, yeah, I definitely have to beat it again before the new one comes out. <laughs> I don't know. I almost kind of want to, kind of want to save it a little bit. Yeah, and, and I do remember like running through village just reminded me a lot of what like, yeah. really made four such a good game. I, I honestly think my obsession with village mostly comes from my obsession with resident evil 4 and the fact that they just gave me another one of those and every time i play that game i'm like this is just resident evil 4 but pretty much but but different enough yeah i'm really excited for that expansion i still haven't played seven remake intergrade whatever that i want to punch the naming conventions for final fantasy 7 remake right in the face i'm so over it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like intergrade unless you bought the PlayStation 5 edition, and then it's intro grade or something, or intermission. I'm just like, y'all need to stop. I don't know what this is. Well, you know, that whole naming convention was very popular. Circa 2017 or whatever the hell it came out. Yeah. And then the new ones, what is it? Final Fantasy VII Reunion? No, well, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> It's it's but then it's, what's the what's the the Final Fantasy seven remake um integrate. Yeah, integrate is yeah, the... so it's integrate or episode intermission if you buy it piecemeal. And then rebirth is going to be the second part next year. And oh I God. swear if it's you know, <laughs> if they come out with DLC and it's Final Fantasy seven rebirth RE, you know. Something I'm I'm gonna flip. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. Winters. <laughs> Winters expansion. Oh man. Village. I still oh need God. to play that DLC. Uh so yeah. I mean, I, if we're talking about DLC and not being that important, I still need to play like the Yuffie stuff. But you know, that's what I'm talking about. I haven't played it yet. I need to. Yeah. I ha- I own it. <laughs> You own it and you haven't played it? Yeah, it's just sitting there. I don't I bought it when it was on sale for like, I don't know, ten bucks. I was like I just haven't pulled the trigger yet, I guess. I love Yuffie, so I n- I named my dog Yuffie. Yeah, I was about to say. Both the dog and and, and the character. Yeah, and again, I just want more of that game because that game is freaking awesome. 
Yeah, that game, that game is awesome. That is, uh, well, uh, maybe we'll skip that tangent for another episode. Uh, we've already talked about it in great length. But uh, if we're talking about games where, like, you finish it and then you just you want more, right? Which totally makes sense because in the originals there was, like, a one. lot more. Like, a yeah. whole lot more. Is that game is like the pinnacles once you're done, you're just like, oh, that sinking is, feeling that of that sinking feeling of knowing it's like three years away. Because mm-hmm. we be what was that 2020? God, the next part's gonna be even worse. I know it was 2020 that it came out because it was, yeah. I remember our orders were slowed down because of COVID. I was like, oh, oh yeah. couldn't play on launch because we were waiting on our special editions to mail in. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to like. Scrounge up the money and get a PlayStation 5 just for the other one. So, you know, it's, it's <laughs> fine. I know. Well, they're getting easier to get, but, you know. I know. Yeah. Actually, what am I saying? Do the thing where you just wait for the opportune moment and you get, like, a special edition PS5. Like, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth PS5 that has some cool... The RE Winter... Winter... <laughs> winter Child Edition. Exactly. Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> Which is a Simpsons <laughs> reference, by the way. I don't know if you knew this, but I found this out when I was playing Simpsons Hit and Run. That 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 band just lifted that from us from the Simpsons. Uh, no, I didn't know. That. Yeah, either way, and neither will our listeners. <laughs> We're just rambling at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, I I know I know it's because you don't want to do this next one. So you know, let's get to it. Animal Crossing versus Warcraft Three. Ah, uh, damn it. So I feel like either way here, I win. If the goal <laughs> is to have you eliminate one of your favorite games. Stop. What is uh, <laughs> so mean? Why are you handing me a loaded gun? <laughs> How did you get in my house? Payback. <laughs> oh my god, for what? For which one? Do you even know at this point? For everything. We've lost the plot. <laughs> sure have. Or sanity being one of those things. Oh my god. I'm entitled to say Animal Crossing just because Blizzard is a giant bastard. They are. That, that seems petty, but... <laughs> They're consistently disappointing me in every possible way. I uh, think I might want to shoot Warcraft 3 because of what they did to Warcraft 3. I don't know what's it, going on with that company. Well, I, the, do know I know exactly what's going on with that company. Fuck uh, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. But also, Animal Crossing on the GameCube... Maybe a perfect game. I don't know. I think it might I, uh, be. You know, we like to bring up charm. Um, in this, this is in this podcast. This is the, this charm is the epitome. Yeah, I mean that is. You go look it up in the dictionary, and it's a picture of Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, and I mean you're not getting a lot of the things the series brought in the future, but like when I play that game, it's not like other series where I play. Uh, an early installment and I'm like oh my god this would be so much better if it just was a little updated with these systems it's like I'm not really missing anything that I play that game because I just I think it's perfect as is I don't want to change it right I mean maybe. yeah maybe certain things but I don't know it's just so sacred to me and it's almost like the games after while adding something great never really captured what the first one did for me and I think that's important. Well, it's hard to ever do that too, right? Just because the product of the time. I mean, you were, it is. We're still, young. but like, look at some of this. Look at some of the games on this list, like Devil May Cry Three. It's like that. Like that game more than the first one. Doesn't even compare. Mass Effect. Like, I love the first one, but it, I don't know. This one for me is just like I've always wanted Animal Crossing to beat this one, and it just it can't. Not even the new one. Yeah, can really beat it for me. Uh, I feel you on there, and I'm good to go, really, with whatever. You know, I'm not going to, like, Warcraft 3 was cool, but, uh, I mean, again, I like Warcraft and hate Warcraft for the things that kind of came out of it. (laughs) So I would definitely give it to Animal Crossing myself. Let's do it. Also, have you seen Overwatch's Halloween event? (laughs) It looks so trash. Yeah, I, so, you know, I've been playing Overwatch 2 a lot, right? But, really? <laughs> yeah, like every day. Um, <laughs> of course. So the game itself feels a lot funner to play, right? But the fact that they call it Overwatch 2, I'm sure everybody's heard this by now, is a complete total joke. 
Yeah. Uh, they, no, they did absolutely nothing. And they literally, and you've probably heard this by now, they literally made the bring back, give me back loot boxes for the love of God. Uh, because this current system is that's so what a trash. lot of people are, that's what a lot of people are saying because you wind up basically you'd have to just buy everything instead of you know I'm, getting the chance to get some cool shit like you used to get yeah. like I don't want to pay for loot boxes like don't bring that back but no, when you think about it like the loot box system that they integrated like it's shitty in the sense that it was a paid game but hey you know I it I guess it's a, a live service you know um, if you're gonna do anything. Make the loot boxes not paid, and they make did it do where a lot. You can microtransaction the skins, I guess. But you right. know, yeah, no, I almost wish they just yeah, they kind of have. But now it's they have the shop, and all the skins are really on the shop, except for the things that are on the the uh, season pass. Um, but the season pass is actually like really really shitty. I, I've been playing every Expensive. day, and um, you know, yeah, and I'm still not even. I'm like halfway through getting it. It's stupid and very expensive. And you're you're not. I don't know. Loot boxes are just better. Like I literally just didn't ever spend any money on loot boxes, and I got basically everything that I wanted. Right, especially when like when the holiday seasons came around. You want to talk about expensive? I would always be able to at least get at least get like maybe two of the skins because they would come out with several skins for it uh, well, there was a randomness well, yeah. to it that would work out you know you know but the like, oh shit i got this. i got a at least a skin that i wanted for like a season thing you know what like yeah. like the skin right now for uh for the halloween events uh are in all skins they're 20 dollars oh they're, my god fucking dollars right that's insane Twenty dollars for a well, skin. It costs a hundred and ninety of their currency, which uh, two thousand is, you know, because you can't buy nineteen hundred, of course. Two thousand is twenty dollars. Shut up! What? That's that's gross. That's gross. Yeah. So. Oh my god! <laughs> I felt like there was a solid chance for me to be able to get that for free just by playing the game, right? And either opening up loot boxes or getting, you know, enough in um, uh, just the currency you get for getting, like, duplicates. But now... I, it, it builds I, so I, slow. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, oh, so, oh, that's another thing. Like, I've been playing that. I have uh, the currency that they, they give you to be able to buy stuff out of the shop. I have 60 playing uh, every day. Uh, and you need 1,900? Yeah. What the... F- yep. It uh, so they they implemented an even more predatory uh, system. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Like, no, they completely disregarded any. That's you know, like old school microtransactions. That's like bad yeah. micro. Oh my god, I hate. I'm perfectly reasons. fine with the idea of paying like five bucks for a skin. For a yeah, really good but... skin, like some premium, like legendary s skin, I'll pay ten bucks. But ten even fuck you even. if you think I'm gonna spend <laughs> twenty goddamn dollars. Like first of all, Blizzard, I get your games free now, but I spent sixty dollars on the fucking game back in the day. All right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're, and they're you want me to buy your battle pass? That's fucking... why it's predatory because they're pulling yeah. you in with a free game, quote unquote. But then you get in the game and you're like, I literally can't earn shit. So there's actually no premium currency on the battle pass, like there is in every in every other game. If you buy the battle pass once, you can earn enough currency to buy the battle pass again. They don't have any of it on that fucking shit. I hate Blizzard. I'm getting angry thinking about it. But I, I'm I'm angry listening to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate this. But removing a tank roll from the game to make it five people was a fantastic choice. While it's still it played, good. it still just feels like Overwatch, but I the match to match generally feels better. Um, that's yeah, I mean that's something. Yeah. I mean still frustrating for the same reasons but yeah yeah i guess we'll wait to see how the uh you know all that co-op stuff that they said that they were making overwatch 2 for actually comes out but uh, i think that's actually your that's actually not free i think you have to buy that as well so you have to like buy a whole nother game i'm so glad we voted off warcraft 3 yeah i hope they feel that this is going to be my my big rant of the day i'm i'm tired now with that note, on that note, I think we're I think yeah. we can call it for tonight. We had some good matches here. We are 
into round two, which is exciting. We have still have so much more to go. You go. know, I'm thinking maybe um, we'll see how we feel, but we might take a little bit of a break next week and just do, you know, a regular ass episode so we can talk about some stuff we've been playing. Um, and I can talk about that Resident Evil expansion or something. And then we'll return to the the bracket right after that. But we'll at least have something to change it, change it up a little bit. Yeah. Freshen things up. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks, Matt, for chatting with me about video games. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast app, Spotify, all that jazz. Check out the YouTube channel, any of those things. Send us your questions at the nerdinggrounds at gmail.com. We will surely read them before we get into our main conversations or after. So. Thanks, and everybody have a great Halloween and a great weekend. Love ya. Bye. Bye.